Okay, so teamwork is the thought of today. Um, I'm Clara Billiard, and uh, I'd like to welcome you to the Better Wellbeing System podcast, where I share insights on the health and beauty industry by just simply chatting to genuinely inspiring people. Well, today I'm going to be talking to Charlie Thompson. I was first introduced to Charlie back in 2015, um, and it was actually through my very first podcastee, John Holman. Um, He actually discussed the potential of my involvement with a concept that was completely new to the UK, and how could I personally not be involved in the massage company's motto, which is promoting massage as part of a lifestyle. Well, this year I joined John, Charlie, and co-founder Elliot Walker in the launch of the first flagship centre, the massage company based in Camberley, Surrey. Now, before this, um, preceding this, Charlie actually has a very high-profile CV um, prior to the launch of the massage company. Charlie was actually the head of health and beauty for UK's Virgin Active. Here, he built and developed spa management teams across Virgin Active, but also the Q Hotels. He brought together experts in their fields and increased both revenue and profit. Charlie also formed a board of diverse and insightful experts, namely the UK UK Spa Association. Again here, he brought together suppliers, marketeers, business owners, even multi-site operators and educational training experts, all in the same space. Now, there are plenty of conversations I could certainly have with Charlie, but that intro for me shines the light heavily and brightly on teamwork. It's fair to say that, Charlie, you have some great insights into building teams. So, Charlie Thompson, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Claire. Really pleased to be able to uh, explain a little bit more about what we do and, uh, and particularly in light of your view on the industry. I think it's a really, really good opportunity to, uh, to impart a bit of knowledge and, and, and add to the industry in a very small way. Brilliant. Thank you. So I want to really just go straight in there and ask you, because there's something special that I've noticed about the massage company, and I want to start by asking you to explain the unique opportunity that you're offering massage therapists at the massage company. We've created here uh, the unique opportunity at the massage company by creating a concept that simply doesn't exist here in the UK from a therapist angle. Yeah. And it was um, when we created this concept, which is based around a regular lifestyle massage, as you indicated, taken on a monthly uh, membership basis. Uh, We were trying to build in something whereby we knew that we would be seeing regular customers, Uh, we knew that therapists would would like that, but also we knew that it would be very hard work and uh, and, delivering back-to-back massages was, was, was commercially very very important to the business, uh, but it couldn't be done without some uh, due care and attention to the team. So the way that we recruited and brought the team together was very much with the end goal in mind uh, and being as absolutely uh, transparent as possible over uh, what was going to be you know, the job with the massage company, yeah. uh, but also some of the opportunities that we believe we created to train and develop massage therapists on the way through and, and unique opportunities that simply don't exist anywhere uh, within the UK market right now. Yeah and I've, I've trained many teams, many individuals where you know I spend most of the time correcting posture, um, correcting technique um, because their career will be over in three years if this was not done 
um, and I guess you've seen that too. It's absolutely fundamental. We, we're not hiding from the fact that this business is built for um, uh, to grow the market uh, and to bring, you know, if we do it successfully, bring significantly larger numbers of people into massage treatment services uh, across the UK. Uh, we know from our initial research here at the massage company that in the US and in Europe, the, the levels of participation in treatments and in massage in particular are far, far lower than they are in the UK. Now, if we're successful in building this concept, we, we will increase that. Uh, the only way that that will um, work is if the team uh, are, are a good quality, but also if they understand that the what they're coming into is um, is going to be you know, very much about delivering yeah, really high quality massage on a very mainstream level basis. It's a very different concept to a normal spa, but that's what makes it so fascinating. And, and for many of our team, it's um, it's one of the real appeal because we can give them career development and training in a scenario that they just can't get anywhere else in the UK right now. Yeah, I agree. And it's it's credibility as well. I think um, that's the beautiful thing that I've seen is is seeing those therapists feel that their their career, their their work is absolutely credible and highly respected. Um, so, Charlie, can I ask you kind of what's the sort of future goal and growth for the massage company? Um, because obviously we're, we're sort of based in sort of one area at the moment and, and you're looking at growth because we want to spread this as a concept. So can you talk me through that? So the plans for the growth of Massage Company are twofold. Uh, firstly, we are creating a flagship site here in Camberley in Surrey. Uh, we've opened a centre with 14 treatment rooms on the edge of the town centre. Uh, we currently have a team of 11 uh, that work within the centre, uh, most of whom are part-time. Uh, we're steadily building that team with the training from yourself and, and from John Holman and, and increasingly from some of our developed internal uh, staff within the centre. Uh, so we're looking to build that steadily and steadily up to its capacity, which may well be um, achieved within two to two and a half years from now. So we're, we're nearly six months in and, and, and that's stage one, but uh, the, the business has been built very, very clearly for a multi-site operation, its, its systems, its structure, its staffing processes and recruitment and, uh, and, and, and ongoing operational processes are built for us to be able to franchise this concept in a very similar way to many of the US massage franchise models which have been so successful in bringing hugely new numbers of people into massage in the US in the last 10 years. And, and we would be optimistic and our intentions are to build in 30 to 50 sites uh, within five years. Yeah, it's an amazing, amazing goal. And I think it's super exciting for clients as well as therapists to know that they could be considering something as part of their lifestyle that could absolutely transform their day-to-day -day life, easing pain. Um, it's super exciting. Um, Charlie, I just want to nip back to kind of any therapist listening to this podcast. You know, what's the kind of... What do you look for in a CV? I can imagine that you must have seen hundreds, if not thousands, of CVs in your time. What do you look for? What stands out for you? It's a really, really important question because you know when you when you're advertising, when you're applying for a job as a therapist, you know, CV is a is a black and white application for something that that is is a is a very practical job. Absolutely. And in some ways, it doesn't for me. You know, a CV application is almost kind of a you know, a very difficult way to apply for a therapist's job. So it has to be, uh, for me, a little bit 
uh, a little bit thought out in terms of uh, in terms of the way that put things through. It, it's really important for me that, that the qualifications and uh, and and certification is very very clear um, and pronounced on that. Now whether that's at the top or the bottom, I have to know really clearly up front before I even read a CV whether the certification and qualifications exist. Otherwise, you know, I'm, I'm kind of I'm wasting my time. Yes, absolutely. Um, beyond that, I then want to know really clearly what the level of experience of that therapist is. And I'm really comfortable. This is what's really important for me, and I, and I really strongly believe therapists should, should take this on board. Is I actually am not looking necessarily for people with lots of experience. I just want to know absolutely what they've done and, 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 and whether or not they've come straight out of uh, university or college or, 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 or training, um, whether they have uh, enjoyed a, uh, a more experienced job in lots of different areas. Uh, and crucially, uh, really importantly, how many hours they want to work and be really transparent about the number of hours and their other commitments because therapists applying have, have no idea what I'm looking for and when I know what they're looking for, it, it makes it really easy because I'm more often than not putting a puzzle and a jigsaw together that doesn't involve just their position. Um, so being really clear on what they want at the, at the beginning is, is really important to me and, and I'll then be really clear back so to say actually you know, don't, don't underestimate that covering note that says I'm really looking for 24 hours a week mm. you know, across you know, five days for example or across four days and because then an employer can, can, can take a look at that you know, but I would also caveat any application with saying I'm extremely flexible to work in the beginning to set up uh, what we need to do in order to get our relationship going. Uh, and nearly always within this business at the massage company and in my previous experience, uh, both working within the hotel environment with Q Hotels, um, but also when I was head of health and beauty at Virgin Active Health Clubs, over the medium term, generally speaking, the longer serving staff uh, end up working the blend of shifts that suit their life because they, 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 will, they will have developed that. Absolutely. But it might not always be that case for the first three months. And people need to be flexible to that um, in the first three months and not be too rigid. So, so if we can bring that across in the application in terms of flexibility, certification, and, the, and don't make it too long. You know, two, two sides of, uh, of condensed paper is, is ideal. A long list of, of uh, how, you, how you conducted a customer journey is, is, is unlikely really to interest myself or, or any spa manager because we will read through that yeah and I think it's so important to share personality you know there are many personalities of clients and I've noticed that as well you know certain customers are going to fit with certain therapists and 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 that's part of the jigsaw puzzle as well so those that character really does have to come across too there's no doubt at all in that you know some people will prefer to put photographs on their CDs some won't for me it's it's a neutral point yeah yeah, one way or the other, we, we recruit on uh, on ability, and I would always recruit on a trade test. Really, what you've got to remember as a therapist listening to this podcast is that your CV is only about getting you to the trade test. It's only about getting you in front of it. Beyond that, it, everything will be conducted. So there's, there's no point spending time in your CV talking about uh, qualities that will come out in the trade test. You're, all, you're just trying to show, for me, you're trying to show character, Mm-hmm. Your fact that you're open-minded and really crucial that you're energetic. You've got that energy that, that needs it. Because I can, I can channel energetic people, I can manage energetic people, uh, and, and that's a real pleasure. 
what, what, what is much harder and, and much more difficult is, is to take attitude or, 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 or resistance and try to encourage that. And, and inevitably speaking, that will, that will always cause problems. So, so be open-minded. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you so much. And that is absolutely invaluable for any therapist listening today. So let's kind of um, go right back to the beginning. So we're kind of, you know, sort of six months in now. Can you talk me through the sort of the behind the scenes team and um, what effective people you had to have behind the scenes? Of course, Elliot Walker was there, you know, the builders, you know, get, getting the timelines all right. Kind of what, what sort of main characters were you looking for in those early stages? Yeah, so we, we the massage company, we, we have uh, a... Uh, it's a dual uh, founder and ownership basis with myself and Elliot Walker. Uh, we divide the business very um, carefully in terms of responsibilities. Uh, and Elliot's um, responsibility was always around the commercial side, the development, the build-out of the centre. So he, he pulled together the team that would um, fit out the centre, uh, any, any consultants and advisors on, on those, that basis. My responsibility was to make it happen. So, so I looked for in the beginning. I, I looked for really key people that would would work. Now, before we even started this this concept, we we knew that in order to deliver really good, consistently high quality massage here in the UK, we needed to rethink the way we did training. Yeah. And 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 you know, for some time, uh, John Holman and myself were talking, uh, you know, over the best part of, of eighteen months before we opened about how we would build the unique training program that we have here at the Massage Company. So that took time. Of course, yourself, Claire, became involved in that um, with the elements that, that we've done on maternity and, of course, now increasing in the upgrades. Um, but, but actually, you know, for those listening, what's, what's probably more relevant in terms of this, this conversation is, is how you build the, the rest of the team that opens your business. Now, for me, you know, a business succeeds based on its sales and its quality. And you have to build a strong sales pipeline. So the partners that I looked for in terms of building this business were, were, were in terms of firstly promoting our online presence, so our digital partners. Uh, those are the people that uh, you know, control our advertising through channels like Facebook, uh, through, through Google and, and the advertising and advisors on how correctly to spend our money so that we open with a full order book. And that, that's a real challenge. And it's something we did quite successfully, very successfully here at the massage company. We, yes, we were absolutely. packed from day one. Yes, and, and that means you've got busy therapists, you know, and that's what the therapists like. They want to be busy, they want yeah. to be earning good money, and they mm-hmm. want to be treating customers. And, and also, you, you invest in training, you want them to be able to practice it very quickly. And that's learnings I've developed from, from years of, uh, of experience in opening you know, spas at four and five star level. I've seen so many open quiet, and the team are, are kind of kicking around, cleaning rooms, and, and, and that's just not helpful. Um, so you've got to have that successful sales team. So, so digital partners, one, we brought on also some uh, uh, some responsibility with a, um, a digital setup, sort of offline SEO setup, where we, it's really important to get your digital channels, your, your, your listings on Google, Yale, your listings on Foursquare, on, uh, on all the different uh, search mechanics. Um, being mobile, make sure they're all listed and consistent and correct because that, that's really key when you're setting up a new business yes. here. And so you bring a team, we brought a lady, Karina Guerrelli, um, uh, from Bivol Studio in to do that for us, really passionately interested in, in this space. Yes, and I saw it, and lots of engagement as well, you know, with anybody that was communicating with you, there was lots of engagement and that was really beautiful to see as well. 
and, and, and as we built our database, what we had to do was to talk to customers about massage. We had to talk about what mm. we were doing, uh, engage, nurture them. We couldn't just sell them something. You know, they were buying into a concept that didn't exist yet. And um, but you know, we sold nearly three hundred massages before we opened, and um, and that was because of the way, the professional way we put things out. So it, it is really important to allocate marketing spend up front in your business um, and make sure that you've got the, the funding available. To do that, um, and 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 of course, then once you've got those inquiries coming in, the, you know you've got to you've got to walk that customer journey. Okay, I've got some digital inquiries. I've, I've got some activity. You know that people are now finding us. They've got a mechanic to buy us. What what do I do when that phone rings? Well, the critical part is you have to have your IT systems in place. You're, you 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 will in some ways live or die by your your IT systems, your booking systems. Uh, we were up very, very early. We actually were online. Our, our, our whole web domain, our whole booking system was online two months before we opened. Mm-hmm. It just, it's always more problems than you think. Yes. So get it started early. Get it up and running early. The therapist can be booked. And as you bring the team in, you've got that. Um, and, and we did that really, really effectively. So simultaneously whilst we did that, I was recruiting the therapy team. Yes. So this is four, you know, four months before we opened, we started recruiting and, and by being really clear with people, it allowed them to plan their lives. And many people really, really warmed to the concept, but they weren't ready to, you know, to drop out of their day jobs, you know, their, 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 their salary they needed for their. But they knew they could plan it. Uh, and and the, when the team joined us, we'd actually recruited the team completely from a massage therapist perspective three months before we opened. Um, and that's because we went out really early, and it means you don't put any pressure on yourself as an as a manager to take people who aren't. Uh, at that level that you're looking for, um, so that that was really important building those teams, and uh, and then the final piece of puzzle is because who's going to answer the phone when the phone rings? So so you actually your your front desk, your reception. In our case, we call them membership supervisors. Um, we we then bring them uh, into the team as well and employ them a little bit early. And, and you know, whilst the phone doesn't ring 24/7 when you when you before you open, you've got a team then to do local activity in in, in the local town in the in the shopping centres. You're you're making connections to our local community, doing your opening events as well. So, so that for me was um, was crucially important, and, and probably explains all those different facets it took to, to build them together. And really, my job was just to ensure that everybody else in the team knew that everybody else was doing their own job, and that I was controlling it. So people then could crack on and do their job, and my job was to make sure everyone progressed at the same speed. Mm-hmm. So that one thing wasn't too far ahead. So that you know, if Elliot was progressing really strongly on the build, and we knew we had the systems ready to go, we knew we had the training ready to go, the people ready to go, the you know the, the systems, and that and that was really key. So if you keep them all moving at the same level, that's part of the skill. For me, that's my interpretation of it. When you when you're getting a business open, is to keep every asset, every aspect working forward. So the therapists come in, and they're really clear, they feel organised, and the business, you know, the customers sense that. And you know, as a, I love that you're you're very present in the the business as well. You know, I've seen you many times picking up the phone, you know, mixing with the therapists, you know, really communicating with the customers. And I think that that's not something that you see in many companies. You know, you're very on board, you're very present. Um, do you think that's has its value as well? I mean, I see it as very valuable. Do you? Do that sort of naturally? Does that come to you naturally, or is that something that you you know you go out to do? 
Well, for me, there's, there's two sides. It's, um, it's it's about motivating the team here. This is about teamwork. It's it's you know proving that first and foremost, proving that that it's possible. You know, we're creating something new here. So you know, when we opened the doors, we didn't we didn't know for a hundred percent certainty what would happen because you know we'd done our research, we'd done our, our insight, we knew what would like to happen. So you know, when we when we you know sell our first memberships on the first day we open when we when we when customers come out and review us online and give us strong you know that that's justification at that point that we we've started to do some of the some of the things really well. But you're then motivating a team and, and you know they, they, they take their lead from from you. And yes. if you're there doing it, there's two things. One is that you're you're demonstrating them how how to do it. And, and people need to understand that within a brand. It was the same at at Virgin, it's the same at you. So there's a brand you want people to do things the same way. Mm-hmm. The second thing is you're keeping an eye on what's going on, you know, to make sure that there's some, some, some units. You know, there is, this is, it's not a free-for-all for people to come in and do their own thing. Yes. Um, but thirdly, you're de-glitching. You're just constantly de-glitching the system. You know, nothing will be, we've done a lot of planning, and, and because I was fortunate enough to have a lot of experience in opening new businesses, we knew a lot of people that would help us, but still you run into problems, you know, when you open. And unless you're there seeing them, fixing them within a couple of hours, they drag on and they drag the business. They just put anchor. You just end up throwing anchors out the back of your business. Yes, just um, nip it in the bud straight away. And the, Absolutely. the less of that happens, the more you can just fly forward. So the team then just build confidence, in them. and and you know they they, they 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 logically enjoy working at the business more. You know, businesses that are professional and successful are more fun to work with. So, so can we take a little look at sort of you know even six months in, there's been a. You know, there's still there's that staff turnover, isn't there? I mean, it happens in every business, and of course, like you said, with the CV, it's great for people to be just upfront. Um, you know, really look, seeking what they need, what they can fit into their lifestyle. You know, how do you keep staff? What's kind of your biggest tips around that? Well, my biggest tips around keeping staff are are based around uh, actually the transparency of the business in the beginning, and and for me, you know, this. You, as long as you spell out what the job will be very clearly in the beginning, uh, staff will always have their other things going on in their own life that you cannot control. And and as long as the element that's in your control is, is transparent and, and clear and done, then then you can, you've done all you can. What what the learning we have here and, and you know the oversight probably from our because you no know, not everything is perfect is, is that we recruited and brought people in that in the beginning that. that that believed their journey to work would not be a problem, but transpired that it would. So, you know, three members of our team you know, left the car you know, within their probationary period. It's just too far for them to travel each day, you know. And, and I would suggest that, you know, any therapist traveling, you know, uh, more than an hour or an hour more than an hour is, is, is really right on that limit. And, and I would suggest my most importantly to therapists themselves, you know, really have a think about whether you want to travel that distance. Mm. And, and whether you do, and, and really check the bus times or the car times where possible, because it's 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 really really uh, difficult for both the employer and also the therapist if these things come through, because they generally come out after about a month, and suddenly the first paycheck comes in, and and that's it. So, so I um uh, I certainly think we've learned our lesson slightly the hard way here at the massage company. We've, we've you know, invested in great people, and the feedback's been great, and then we. We've, we've had to part company with them because you know they they couldn't do the travel anymore and and, and you know with some with some justification they, they were just too um, yeah, too too tired yes and, I was just going to say uh, yeah yeah absolutely it's almost uh, 
it, it adds some, something to your tiredness uh, traveling it's it's fair to say so it's you know I, I did it for five years I remember you know commuting but I was so full of energy and so excited about what I was doing I, I, I absolutely did it but it didn't stop me falling asleep at every opportunity and uh, quite drained in my own personal life so yeah it, it has to be a consideration for you know the therapist coming on board and yeah. I was actually reading a book recently um, by the founder of the body shop Anita Roddick um, she wrote a book called business as unusual and I, I felt that I just wanted to read a little paragraph out of it for you because I think it, it sort of leads on to my next question a little bit about having staff in the right place, you know, keeping them feeling like they're, you know, they're cared for and that their development is cared for. And I just want to read it to you. And it's entitled, Remember That People Aspire to More Than Money. In this global ecological age, we have got to accept that we are all sisters and brothers, friends and neighbours, and we all need work to be filled with opportunities for personal growth and discovery. It is the foremost job of the new paradigm manager to provide a context in which the spirits of employees can expand and transform. And I've witnessed it in, in the massage company, Charlie, where I've seen sort of staff really grow and develop and you can see them almost just coming alive. They, you can see that they've someone's believed in them and I really think that that's incredibly vital and it's sort of way and above income would you agree i would certainly agree in part we we used to so so within the massage company you know there's a there's a buy-in at this stage people have to believe in what we're trying to create because at this stage it hasn't been created this and they have to believe in, in, in two things they have to believe in themselves that, that, that it's going to work they have to look around look at their their teammates and believe that they're the type of people that could could deliver to the level they can deliver as well yes. and they have to look up to you and, and in this case it's me you know and myself and Elliot as owners of this business to say can can these people do what they say they're going to try and do mm -hmm. do I genuinely believe them because people aren't stupid customers aren't stupid staff aren't stupid people that treat them like that are, are in big trouble uh, they will make their own decisions they will make their own interpretations and, and you have to, for me, really demonstrate management ability. And part of that is working within the business. And part of it is, is, is you know, working on the business, you know, ensuring that the team are aware that, you're, you know, that they're being looked after. So, you know, we definitely invest in, in, in people. It is, for therapists, certainly for lots of people, it is about more than money. It's about being part of something. It's about treating something. It's about that sense of achievement. Um, and, and and we when I was working with Virgin, we we did some quite interesting insight, whereby we would um, we 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 basically did a, a massive survey at the start, and we we picked out their you know basically their main reasons for coming to work, okay. and you know, sense of achievement, um, job satisfaction were, were the top two, pay was three, good working conditions was four, uh, and then good team environment was five. So, you know, whilst pay was in there, you yes. know, people probably felt they, they should put it in there because they thought, well, maybe these guys are trying to trick me to, to say it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but uh, but it, was, it was clear that it wasn't. It was, about, it was about the job. It was about why people do the job. Uh, and, and as long as an employer, you don't, um, you don't take advantage of that, you pay people properly and correctly. And, and in our case, we, we pay way above market rate here because uh, we don't want to be 
in this environment that's got created historically in the UK where therapists are paid you know, close to or on the, the national living wage, mm. uh, we are looking for repeat business. We've created a business concept that will allow us to pay more. And, and we're optimistic that that will remove that, that pay concern for therapists um, and, and allow them to have you know, slightly better holidays and slightly more, um, uh, slightly more exciting you know, elements to their life. So, sure. so that's, that's really key for us. Yeah, I've seen that actually nine times out of ten whenever I've asked a therapist why do they do what they do, they always will say something along the lines of they want to help people. Um, and it's a beautiful um, surrounding of people to be within, but, you know, also they need an income and, like you say, a lifestyle and, you know, to look forward to things as well. So it's, it's great to see that there's a, a great balance there. Um, so we've talked a little bit, Charlie, about you know, what we're looking for from a therapist sort of perspective. And I just wonder if we could kind of dip into what you might be looking for in a franchisee um, who's sort of ears are pricking up and, and are really excited about this new concept of the UK of massage as a healthy lifestyle. So what would you be looking for in a franchisee, Charlie? Yeah, and, and this, is, um, this is fascinating because, you know, when, when we have um, franchisees, we're, we're looking at ultimately franchisees are people that have to have some... Um, some money to invest. You know, there's a there's an investment that needs to be put. In our case, it's as you know, as low as ninety thousand pounds, which is a huge amount of money. But it's a a very um, a very deliverable amount of money for people who are buying into franchises. Sure. Um, and and we're looking at um, people who who are energetic about our industry. We're looking at people who are innovative and open-minded about. Uh, taking on a concept that is new to the market, uh, and people who want to be part of the next big thing. It's, it's you know, every new startup thinks they're the next big thing, but this is already a proven model in the US. Um, we have the know-how and the management knowledge to be able to bring that concept to the UK. We're proving a very successful model already here in Camberley, uh, although we're only over six months, but bang on track in terms of the, uh, the plan that we've brought in. Uh, and in terms of the details we put together, so you know, we're looking for franchisees uh, as to be you know, part of that growth, and, and they have the opportunity to be part of the next um, the, the next big thing in the in the UK. It's it's sometimes um, you know seen as, as, as the spa industry as something people just tweak and, and offer. This is something we're offering in a, a very really popular service in a, in a very sort of big box spa facility environment. Where, where it just doesn't exist anymore. And, and, and in fact, the, the long-term financial success, if, if they follow this model, um, is very, very exciting and, and certainly far more profitable um, and far more uh, commercially viable than, than a, 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 a opening a small spa or beauty salon. Uh, we'll be able to advise them much more on, on the build spend, the build quality and how to do these things, the sales processes, all, all of those contacts and connections that are far cheaper purchasing costs that we'll be able to acquire through our, our network of, uh, of suppliers and contacts that are already pre-established. Uh, and so that person has to be really open-minded to that and really, you know, really excited about being part of that rather than someone who's, who's doing it as a, as, a, as a sort of fun and funky lifestyle. Sure. <laughs> so how would um, anybody get in touch with you, Charlie? What's the best sort of forms of contact, how to sort of connect to you personally, but also um, the massage company online? Yeah, everything is online. We are at www.massagecompany.co.uk. 
on that page there is all the detail from our model, our pricing, uh, there are inquiry forms that can be filled in for both the franchise side and also for the treatment side. Uh, that will drop into initially at this stage, you know, the first site, which is Camberley. The inquiries of anybody living within the Surrey area will be able to come and request that the therapists. Uh, it's 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 a it's a very convenient format to, to drop in uh, to go from there. So you know they can they can pull that together if they just want to drop an email. The email address is Camberley at massagecompany.co.uk. Um, for this first site, so we're delighted to hear from anybody therapists who are looking to, uh, you know, to, to build that career. Any massage therapists, particularly, or, or, or indeed if they are beauty therapists who just have a penchant for massage and, and are not worried about all the other uh, elements that they've trained in, they just want to specialise. We can, uh, you know, we can certainly um, provide a career opportunity and training opportunity to develop uh, and progress uh, within the massage company that is that is unique at the moment in the UK. So, we're very much looking forward to hearing from people. We're, we're looking for new staff to join us uh, almost on a constant basis at the moment. So, so we're very, very pleased to hear from you. Fantastic. And I can highly recommend getting in touch. Um, what I, I, I just can't wait to see is just to see more people staying in the industry longer because they're not uh, breaking their back to massage other people. Um, so it's, it's a fantastic thing. Get in touch with Charlie. And Charlie, I just wanted to finish on a little um, note. I couldn't help but notice your social media um, quip. And that is, if you see your life flash before you, make sure there's plenty to watch. Can you tell me what kind of inspires that? Where does that come from? <laughs> Very good. That's a good piece of research, Claire. So I have um, always believed in this for some time. I'm, uh, uh, I'm a great believer that... Um, that, that does what this is in the tin. The inspiration for that, funnily enough, came from a Virgin Atlantic. Long before I worked for Virgin Active, came from a Virgin Atlantic uh, aeroplane commercial. It was on television uh, some years ago where uh, a, a guy was sat, a guy must have been in his mid 30s, was sat on a park bench and a, a uh, part of a church fell off and it was about to go and crush him. And the uh, Grim Reaper sat beside him <laughs> and it cut to his life and it cut to all the exciting things he did in his life. Yeah, and um, and the Grim Reaper basically fell asleep, and, and everything paused while he while he's because he'd done so much. Yeah, and the punchline was: if you see your life flash before your eyes, make sure there's plenty to watch. Fantastic! Uh, <laughs> and I just hooked into it, and I love it, and it, it does rather um, uh, rather kind of fit what yeah. I believe about life. Definitely resonates. Um, that's brilliant, uh, and that's how that comes in. So <laughs> interesting that I ended up working for Virgin some years later. Yeah, absolutely, it was meant to be. Thank you so much for your time, Charlie, today. Um, and it's just been fantastic. You know, like I say, I can have so many conversations with you. Um, this is just the first um, on teamwork. And I hope that the listeners have really enjoyed it. You know, reach out to Charlie. Um, it's a fantastic industry to get into if you're not already in it. So we look forward to, to speaking with you, welcoming you. And um, we'll speak again, Charlie. Take care. That's great. Thanks, Claire. Uh, as always, very professional. and look forward to speaking next time.